Okay, remember. To continue, we're in the relative attributes of God. We've talked about his about his holiness. We've talked about his love. We've talked about his Okay. Now we're going to talk about um, his third moral attribute is justice. Mm. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't think we're talking about social justice here, are we? No, we're talking about godly justice. Uh, they, there's a big difference, isn't there? Yeah, I, you know, God is absolutely holy and uh, unfailing in his love. And yet his dealings with in his dealings with you know rash, rational creatures, he's perfectly just and righteous. He acts fairly and rightly with all men. You can find that in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 4. Divine holiness and love reveal themselves in in the administration of divine justice. God is a God of justice. He's an impartial judge. Never rash, never unprincipled. I've been in, I've served jury duty. I've seen some pretty ugly things that happened in court that had nothing to do with real justice. And uh, so, but because God's an impartial judge, he is never, um, he act, doesn't act rashly or or unprincipled in his actions, um, he he's his justice runs in um, how should we say it two in two uh, hallways uh, two channels namely the, the 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 distribution of rewards and punishments. You know what? There are several judgments in the Bible. There are several judgments yet to come. One of them is the judgment seat of Christ, which will happen after the rapture, where we, where we will be judged as believers. No unbelievers will ever appear at that judgment seat. It'd be only believers. The, and, and we'll be judged for our works because God has already, in his justice in providing us Jesus Christ, he has already judged our sins. By the way, when God forgives, he also forgets. I'm writing a booklet on that. Look for it. It's coming uh, pretty soon, uh, along with some several other booklets, which we'll uh, provide for you uh, in, subsequent, uh, in subsequent days. So, yeah, he, uh, he's, he's an, an impartial judge at the judgment seat of Christ. By the way, if your works did not measure up, done for selfishness, mm -hmm. they'll be burned. But you'll be saved. Yeah. But you will receive rewards for your works at the judgment seat of Christ. And those, and those rewards will be in the form of crowns, which according to Revelation chapter 4, uh, we will toss those crowns at the feet of Jesus as he sits on his throne. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. I just love God's justice. Sometimes it's difficult for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then, and then 
there's going to be the great white throne judgment. The great white throne judgment at the end of all things. It'll be the last judgment. And you know who will be there? Hell will be cleared out. Those souls and spirits which are in hell will be given bodies. Those bodies will stand before the great white throne. And, and they will be judged not for... Uh, they will be judged for all of their evil works because no one can do any righteous works unless they're first of all saved. All of our, all of our works are, are unrighteous if we're, if we're lost. So at the great white throne judgment, and then what happens to those? They, along with their, along with their big daddy, Satan, will be cast into hell forever and ever and ever so that on the new heavens and the new earth and in the new Jerusalem, there will be no sin because God has finally and completely judged all sin at the great white throne judgment. So, and we can see God, God he can't, he can't, he can't um, be, He's not just perfectly holy. He's perfectly just. Um, in, fa in fact, his holiness impinges upon his justice. Um, God's justice is, 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 God's always just out of his love for justice. Uh, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 9 says this, thou lovest righteousness. It's, it's something else. God never did, nor ever can do the least thing wrong. Deuteronomy 32, 4. That's it. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right. Is he? Wow. God in his justice. Well, you know, we need to hasten on. I said before that this study of theology, if you went to Bible college, would take a complete semester. Oh. Okay. And, and it would be. Easily. Yeah. And it would be a, a, a class you would have to take, whether you were going to be a pastor, a Christian teacher, uh, whether you just wanted to get a degree so that you would know God very well and be a, a good Sunday school teacher, uh, you need to know God. Yeah. yeah, and that's why this takes so long. So we're going to hasten along. Um, we're in his um, judgments of whole, what his, his attributes of, of, of holiness and love and justice. And now, and now, my favorite one, mercy. Oh, boy. You know, God's made of stone and carved out of trees and so forth and idols, even statues of Christ. They don't show you mercy. No. The only place you can get mercy is from God because that's one of his moral attributes. Um, 
I was asked one time by a person who was not trying to to um, be um, uh, to be out of line or anything. They really wanted to know, and they, and I was the pastor. Pastor, what's the difference between mercy and grace? Because because um, in the book of Titus we read, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. And Ephesians chapter two. Verses 8 and 9 says, for by grace are you saved through faith. But what is the difference? And so we're going to tell you uh, what the difference between mercy and grace is. And uh, we'll go through this as rapidly as possible, but we want you to get this. Grace is something that God gives us that we don't deserve. Even though we don't deserve the grace, he it, does it anyway. It's available to everybody. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared unto all men. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Grace is something that God gives to us that we do not deserve. You cannot earn his grace. You cannot work for his grace. The only thing you can do about his grace is accept it by faith. So now what is mercy? Yeah. Mercy is that uh, which God in, in which God withholds from us things right. that we do deserve. That's right. Beloved, there is not one person that ever walked the face of the earth except for Jesus Christ that deserves grace or mercy, they're all a, fa a, a product of God's justice. Yeah. Mercy is free. It's it. No one deserves mercy. Um, God's and, and mercy is is infinite. There is no end to mercy. It doesn't. It doesn't have any beginning or ending because God does not have a beginning or ending. It's eternal. Oh, I tell you what, um, God is always merciful to us who believe, and he's merciful to you, a sinner, but you must, but you must accept his grace and you will get his mercy. Think of it that way. Another attribute, moral attribute, attribute of God is truth wow if he wants to be perfect in holiness he must possess essential truthfulness in deuteronomy 32 4 i think you just read it he's a god of truth and without iniquity yeah. and just and right is he his work is perfect Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, when he was praying for his disciples in John chapter 17, this is, this is a prayer that I read all the time. It's what God wants for his servants. And, and you become a servant of God, whether you become an obedient servant or not, when you get saved. And this is what this is. And, and Jesus, in this case, was praying directly uh, and particularly for his disciples. 
He said in John 17, 17, sanctify them. That means purify them by the truth. Thy word is truth. Eventually, we're going to have a booklet up on our website. And the booklet is entitled, Full of Grace and Truth. And it's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the word was made flesh and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. What is truth? Thy word is truth. Jesus said it. I believe it. And and it's never and it's never been proven. I, it's never been proven wrong. His truth. Um, there, and again, we need to hurry through this, and I'm going to be done in just a few moments. But uh, but understand from Genesis chapter one one to Revelation chapter twenty two, the final verse of Revelation, everything in there is true. Thy word is truth. It's a moral attribute of truth. The Bible clearly states God cannot and will not lie. He cannot lie. It's it's amazing. Um, then, and I think we'll end with this one, Curtis, and uh, this will be rather shortened. And I had to force, I had to shorten it so we could finish it. <laughs> yeah. But oh, uh, yeah. uh, now we're talking about his um, his um, moral attributes, and um, the sixth one is providence. Well, what does it mean, mm. providence? <laughs> it comes from the word provide. He is the eternal provider. Um, scripture makes it plain that such providence is God's wise and benevolent care of his creatures and creation. God will provide, Genesis 22, 8. God is good uh, and, and uh, to all, and his tender mercies are over all of his works. And, if, and, and I'm going to give you a list of scriptures, and as you listen to this podcast, uh, you can listen to it several times, but with regard to God's providence, look at Proverbs 16, verse 9. Uh, Proverbs 16, verse 33. Isaiah 45, verses 5 and 7. Luke 12, verses 22 and 30. Acts chapter 17 and 28. Romans 8, 28. Philippians 4, verses 6, 7 and 19. Here's how one uh, theologian, his name was Townsend, uh, in, in his book entitled Christian Doctrine, and it's a good one. Providence, uh, he, he explains providence. It's that unceasing and efficient government, which is carried on by the divine being throughout universe by which creatures are preserved, their wants supplied, and the purposes of purposes of vast creation are accomplished. This is the active and all-pervading providence of God. 
God provided us government. He provided us his Bible. He, 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 he gives us preventive providence. You know that you, you, we're, we're, we're uh, related to Adam, or as an Adam all die. And we're, since one by, by one man sin came, so sin is passed upon all. We're, we're all, the whole world. So we're all sinners, but we can. We can, by God's providence, prevent doing things wrong if we only will. Um, then there's his permissive providence. I could do a whole thing on prayer and we and we won't. We'll close with these words. He when Joseph was sold into Egypt, that was by permission of God. So to provide a man in Egypt when the Jews couldn't find enough food to eat in their own land. And guess who was there? The guy they sold for 20 pieces of silver. Yeah. And there he was in Egypt, second in command of the whole country. Yeah. That's a perfect example God's of God's providence. permissive providence. You permitted something kind of horrible to happen to Joseph, so something beautiful could happen later. Yeah. So, so how does that impinge upon us? You know, have you ever asked, why did why did God allow that to happen? Well, stick around. Yeah. Stick around. Yeah. Maybe God permitted it for your good. For your good. For you to learn a lesson. Sometimes it's a lesson learned the hard way. Mm. Joseph was thrown into a pit where there was no water. Wow. Then he got into Egypt. He was sold in Egypt. And then he was put into prison for, for being right about what he said. Why did these things happen? So that the Jews could be saved from a predicament over which they had no control. And there was Joseph. Now, you're going through some difficulty, Christian. Now, look at it as God's providence. Okay? You may weep. You may be in pain. I don't know why. You don't know why. But stick around. It may be just a test. Amen. And when things are tested, you know, when we did calisthenics, uh, playing a a athletics, we went through a lot of pain. Why do we have to do this? So that we could be in good shape. So we could endure. So we could endure, be in good shape, so that we could win. Mm -hmm. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. But thanks be to God, who always causes us, gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. So... Dear saved person, 
no God. And don't say to God, no God. Because of his attributes, all of these attributes are for his glory and in his grace. So that you can know his greatness. If you're not saved, if you haven't believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, well, we've told you about this all-loving, all-holy God who provided a Bible for you, who provided a Christ as Savior for you. And now, what are you going to do? Reject? I'm ready to offer you a free gift. Because here it is. A free gift. For by grace are you saved. Through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not by works, lest any man should boast. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Take both hands, grab hold of God's grace and God's mercy, and believe today. Remember, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Nothing else, only believe. Won't you do so today? God, our Father, as we close this wonderful study on, on you, we thank you for yourself. We thank you for meeting all of our needs. We thank you for your attributes. We thank you for your perfection. We thank you for, for being uh, ever-present and, and all-knowing and, and all-powerful. Uh, and we... And, and we've experienced these things because we're saved. Please, please, please convict someone else today because we've, we've preached the word and uh, you said your word would not return unto you void. So we ask you for fruit for our labor and not for our, not for our glory, but for yours. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor, thank you for that instructional hour. Uh, and it's actually inspirational too, uh, especially when we consider uh, the attributes of God's love, mercy, and grace, uh, especially those three. Wow. Just, it's amazing what he's done for us. Um, dear listener, we thank you for being with us today. And uh, we hope you were blessed by hearing uh, as we study the, the attributes of God. And we pray that you'll be with us again uh, this coming Tuesday for our next episode of the Christian Underground News Network. And we will be continuing um, our study of the 10 major Christian doctrines. I, I'm not going to tell you which one we're going to do next, but I will tell you this. If you feel like you got some good information so far on soteriology, which is salvation, homartiology, which is sin, or theology, which is the study of God, if you think you've gotten good information so far, oh boy, we got some more for you. So please tune in, uh, be with us this Tuesday, and we will be greatly blessed to know that you're here with us. And um, we will be praying for you. Um, and we hope that you'll be praying for us as we continue uh, 
our, our mission here, which is to disseminate the word of God rightly and truthfully. Again, we thank you for listening in. Pray that you'll be with us Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. And until then, may God bless you. This is the Christian Underground News Network signing off till Tuesday.